This is a HeadGum Podcast. Another edition of Melro 210, a quarantine sideshow of the yeah. We Hate Movies podcast, wherein we talk about on Mondays, we're talking about Beverly Hills 90210. On Thursdays, we're talking about Melrose Place. We ask you to remain indoors, but put on your sunscreen because we're having a little bit of fun here. And I also should mention that mm-hmm. I'm not alone. I mean, I am. I and am. you are not alone. It's like a no, I've head got situation. Wait, hold on a second, Steve. You feel like you're being watched? Is there a poltergeist <laughs> in the house? Uh-huh. No, no. There's a sniper's laser right on me, right at, at all times. This is a cry for help. No, uh, this 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 show always starts so so easily. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I am going to say this is the twentieth one, by the way. I think. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. I, this is this is going to air Thursday, the twenty eighth. Which will be a full month of uh, not a full month, a full. Uh, I think that was like six, eight, seven weeks or nine weeks. Yeah, it's been crazy. Some math between yeah. then and now. Anyways, <laughs> it's I been should, a long time. I should say I'm joined by Eric Siska. Hello, uh, Christopher Cabin. Cockadoodle do, and Andrew Jupin. Yo. And we are talking about Burned, uh, Melrose Place, season one, episode ten. Original air date, September the 16th, 1992. And we are just in waters we shouldn't be with this show. Oh, we are God just like, damn. you know what, guys? Man. Like, this is why you say put on sunscreen. You don't want to get burned. <laughs> you no. definitely do not want to get burned by this <laughs> shit, dude. I have to say, I remember um, only, I think only one other show uh, sort of acknowledging the LA riots at the time. And it was actually a really great doogie hauser episode where like because that was in la and they're like working in the emergency room during it that's that's like yeah and like that's like one way to do this but this way man i don't know melrose place i was envisioning doogie hauser just blogging about it at the end instead (laughs) like he didn't do shit but he had some fucking hot take on his big old computer (laughs) if i remember the episode right too like Vinny gets involved somehow like oh doog i'm stuck here in the emergencies room yeah that sounds right i Uh, mean yeah it's doog at the computer saying well the cops said they had to do it (laughs) (laughs) nine Two and O did do this as well, but they did it worse, probably. Wherein, <laughs> no. which is if you can imagine it, wherein because at least here Rhonda's a cast member and it makes sense, for, yes, for her to have an opinion. Uh, but with Nana Two and O, they is Brendan Brandon's summer job was working at the beach club, and his boss was this African American gentleman who's like, oh well, I lost my store this summer, and he's like, wait, what? L.A. riots? I'm like, Brandon. Hi. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is a uh, sort of a, a uh, an episode where 
And the problem, too, also, is this episode is so diffuse. Like, if we're really going to do it, we should probably do it better than this. It's just, like, it doesn't get a ton of airtime, honestly. Be- wait, wait, better than this? <laughs> <laughs> I, it can possible? be done better than this? No, I mean, come on now. Uh, we start on... I guess we'll just go through the episode chronologically, just because the three stories just aren't... None of them are long enough to even talk about it in a weird way. Yeah, it's kind of, this is, this episode is kind of like a whole lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like nothing happens in any of these stories, really. Yeah, uh, they, I mean, they introduce a lot of big things like Jake's mom, LA riots, equal level of. <laughs> exactly. Michael and Jane at the Lamaze class. Yeah, but they don't follow through on anything. No, nothing like comes to a point. It all just fizzles out because it's poor writing. I don't know. Finding out that Michael would probably strangle the baby to death <laughs> oh, is dude. pretty. I mean, it's good information to have. That hot blooded Italian dad <laughs> anger, man. You don't want to fucking hear about it. No, no, no. You understand Homer Simpson does it at the bar. It's a cartoon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, we start off, uh, Jake is coming back from work, right? And send. Well, first of all, I do want to mention. Uh, I noticed uh, my little theme song noticing this time around uh, is are they in that beginning when they're playing pool? Are they in like a car showroom? Like it is it is not shooters. No, it is not. It looks like there should be a fucking Cadillac next to them. It is some kind of showroom. You're totally right because it's like floor to ceiling windows. Yes. It's the middle of the afternoon. And I am of the opinion unless it's like you're at a sleazy dive bar doing some serious day drinking. The game of pool is reserved for after the sun has set and not before. Yes. And so this is like, it's bright and shiny. They're in a fucking sales floor playing pool. Yeah, I don't understand it. I've also noticed in the intro um, when they have to cut to like, you know, it's the actor looking and turning their head at the camera and you see their name and whatever. All of those, like, there's like a spotlight turning on all of them. It's like they were abducted by aliens. <laughs> yeah, totally. And now we have Matt. Brown. <laughs> uh, you cut to like the aliens in the ship, just like fingering them all, like doing the probes and shit. I, I need the eight sexiest people we can find in Melrose Place. <laughs> or maybe they're just torturing them, just like these people are terrible, and we will fuck them up the asses until they are dead. I well, think- I'll take what I can get, I guess. <laughs> That's the thing is the aliens come down, they ask for that, and then suddenly in like the room where there's like, you know, the the military industrial complex, the cigarette smoking man suddenly in a chair turns around Mel Rowe. He's like, oh, I got a place shit. for you to check out. I love it. I love the, the introduction of Melro as the cigarette smoking man. Oh, Agent Mulder, maybe you would like to come rent an apartment for me at the apartment <laughs> complex I own. <laughs> Agent Mulder, could you help me maybe get, uh, I don't know, the soiled drawers of Mike Mancini (laughs) that I can sniff in my leisure time? Scully, no human being would lay drywall like this. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was looking away from from my, uh, my TV and I was writing down a note and I heard Bob Dylan and I was like, Bob Dylan on Melrose Place? But it was just a fucking an ad for Zillow. One of your classic, we're in, we're all in this together ads. But I was just sort of like, I really thought that they didn't pay for any music but Bob Dylan. <laughs> what, are you, what are you getting fucking commercial breaks for? What are you watching this on? On Hulu. 
on Hulu you got commercials. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not paying. I'm yeah, not paying that extra. Wow, money. not paying that extra four bucks, huh? Absolutely not. Mm. Damn, dude. I, I also watched it on CBS All Access. Uh, yeah, and it I would be put my sunglasses on when I say All Access. <laughs> it would be kind of inappropriate to play uh, Shelter from the Storm when Sandy says hello to Jake. <laughs> After all we've just been through with these two. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. We start off, and it is interesting because it's not interesting at all. It is because uh, it's pizza talk. <laughs> There's pizza talk in the episode. They want to fuck, dude. It, they it, want they to. Do. She, she wants, she's just like, hey, Jake, a long day at the office. He's like, oh, yeah motorcycles and she's like <laughs> i know what those are you want to y'all come all over my house and have some pizza i love his line because uh, he he turns her down because he's like look i am not in the mood for fucking tonight okay i don't want to <laughs> fuck i don't want to argue about fucking i don't want to discuss fucking with you i am exhausted i'm not going out blah 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 and she's like you can get any kind of pizza you want child <laughs> and his fucking line is like Okay, Sandy, none of that designer pizza. <laughs> and it. I'm just like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, no, we're getting all the toppings except for anchovies. Is that okay with you? He's a he's supreme like, man. Yeah, Jake, dude, he's Jake, the new, supreme. Jake, Jake, the new pizzas are out. Oh, wow. <laughs> the new pizza catalog. I bet you anything Billy's one of those people that's like, we're going to have like disgusting combinations like oh allison you're home early from work well how about this i got dinner covered on the way from the pizza palace down the street it's a new pizza with pineapple and anchovy allison isn't that delicious the pineapple i love pineapple on pizza so do i and i like anchovies on pizza but you know Nary the two shall ever meet, as oh. far as I'm concerned. Okay, we got a new one with cocoa puffs and asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> it's designer. It's wow. so good. It's delicious, Allison. I'm just trying to think too, like you know, in 1992, like what is he referring to when he says designer pizza? It's a great question. I don't like I don't, like a fucking like broccoli white or something. Yeah, like maybe talking? a margarita, yeah. possibly. Maybe. I think it's more about like the LA fitness scene, and he's like, no, listen, if we're getting pizza, we're getting fucking shitty Domino's, okay? <laughs> yeah. Right. Or as we call it in this house, trash pizza. Yeah. Like, yeah, it has to be in like a a, a triangle instead of a square or a circle. <laughs> Fucking so, square cut pizzas, you communists. I, you know, Sicilian. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Sicilian <laughs> is where you want to be. And those Detroit style pizzas. Detroit damn, is amazing. Detroit Detroit is, there's uh, plenty of square cuts. Even I at need, Chicago I need, Tavern. I need, I, my pizza, I need my pizza circular, man. You know I don't what? know. We're just going to leave that there. because. Well, I, I'll tell, I, here's the thing. I'll take the crust side of a... Uh, square pizza. I just because you got nothing to fucking hold if well, you get that thing. middle piece, dude. You get well. The, yeah, the middle piece is always the trouble. But I dude, love, you, I love you, the middle pieces though because it's all, those are like extra cheesy. Just a sloppy yeah. fucking eater here. Look yeah. at this guy. I can see you eating pizza right now. Now oh, we're man. talking about <laughs> we've got fucking. Now you got four corner slices, which are the fucking money slices. Yes, agreed on the corner slices. <laughs> So um, Jake does go in there under the pretense he's going to have sex, obviously. Like, the pizza's the afterthought. He's like, all right, fine. Like, the yeah, only thing just... that was missing was here was some sort of, like, a big sausage joke. And well, he, he go- walks in with a protruding erection, I imagine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, of course, oops, it's a surprise party for Jake for his birthday. And a oh, yay. Man, and it was surprise there. Surprise parties. <sighs> I'm with you, Jake. Fuck this shit. Yeah, but you seriously. walk into a place under the pretense of fucking, and now all these people you barely like are throwing you a bad party. I'm just going home. Because he was tired. Getting he was tired right, from work. 
Getting ready to fuck after you just explicitly decided to never fuck again. Well, yeah. For the 78th time. Okay. I understand. He's Kevin, I mean, like, you know, are you the only one on the planet fucking surprised by these actions? Come on. But to focus a whole episode on it. The whole episode non, is about that. It's um, a non-issue, Kevin. Everybody ridiculous. knows they can be also, fucking. Yeah, but did you fall asleep to the L.A. riots parts? <laughs> <laughs> I did indeed. So uh, they're having a fun party. Billy's like, oh, I got to get out of here. I got got the graveyard shift to get it. It was like, get the fuck out of here. No one's going to miss you. Okay, bye. Nobody gives a shit. We hope you never <laughs> fucking come back. I do love, because uh, it looks a little different for the rest of the episode, but for whatever reason, Matt's hairdo at this party specifically looks like garbage. Yeah, His hair looks bad all episode, I think. I think, I think it. I at least think it gets a little better when there's the scene with him and Rhonda talking at shooters. It's like weird, like combed forward or something. Yes, it's, that's it's, yes. It's a different look for Madden. I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, that's the right. Thankfully, in that scene, I think it's when he he like runs his hands like his fingers through his hair and like fixes it. And I was like, okay, thank you. We are 25 <laughs> minutes into this episode, but that's fine. Well, well Jake has a, a, another reason to be pissed off. Is Sandy reveals that uh, she lifted his wallet to find <laughs> out his birthday. Yeah, well, you know, when you're that committed to doing a stupid surprise party. Well, when you're so, that committed to, like, kind of having sex with somebody. And, and maybe stealing an identity. Who knows? Sure. Yeah. I guess she probably did it while they were, like, in the morning after they were fucking. He probably didn't go to work with that. Or did he go to work without a wallet? And, like, he drove without his license. Oh. And, I mean, he's treading the water all the time with the law. You can't he fuck is. with his, his ID. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Jake has a legal ID. Fuck, dude. That's true. This fucking hobo. <laughs> he's got a fake name on it. <laughs> Miguel Sanchez. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. It says here, Jake's 79 years old. <laughs> Uh, I do appreciate the fact, though, because we were ripping on this last episode of Melrose Place. Uh, <clears throat> and it's it's a, not a huge detail, but at least it's nice to know that he's still working at that garage. And oh, he's, right. he's got, like, work stories, you know, because, like, Sandy does say something like, you know, how was the day? And he's like, oh, you wouldn't even believe it. One motorcycle was broken and then another one was broken. Ugh. What does he say? He's like, oh, job, this dude... dude this dude, uh, I spent all day working on this guy's motorcycle trying to find a noise that only he could hear is the uh, line, I think. And it's like, man, yeah, that's got to suck. I need a garage episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. I, I, I want to I see the goings on. I want to see what his boss is up to. What are, what are, uh, who's working in the back office? What's going on right. in this garage? The, the there is more garage shit. play. There's more garage play. Uh, in the coming episodes, so Billy doesn't get dropped. Billy's walking out to work. Uh, some old lady comes up to him. Is like, excuse me. And this is where I mean, like, Jake old lady. <laughs> she's an older woman. <laughs> I should say she's like in her early forties. She's not. Really? No, she's supposed to be at, at the end. She's the mother, right, of the one of the yeah. Uh, and she says that she. This is Jake's one mother. of the muggers. Yeah. Mother. Oh no! I, okay, mother. yeah. Oh, All right. Ja wait, wait. Are we talking about Jake's mother or yes. the old? No, we were. I thought Steve was talking about the old lady that Billy picks up in the cab. No, I I meant to say the Jake's mother, but she <laughs> and everyone's correct. She's about forty five years old. So I was wrong. Okay, because no, what we're referring to is Billy leaves the party to go to work, and when he's walking yeah. downstairs, <clears throat> this woman who is Jake's mother, who the actress is probably forty years old, says, "You know, oh, do you know where I can find Jake Hansen?" 
un uh, uh, unconfirmed accent here, by the way. What is? Yeah, it's all over the place. It's sort of southern, but he's supposed to be from she, Oregon. She has this accent. She's uh, uh, she's been in a few movies. She's in Ruthless People, and she's in eighteen again. Previous episode, early ass episode. Oh, the George Burns movie. Yes. Wow. Uh, and she always has this accent. Okay. Oh, so really? And talks. every and all of it. And oh, Radio Land Murders. Oh, well, I guess, you know, people can move. It doesn't really matter. It was just distracting. So I don't know. Like after 10 o'clock, someone's looking for me. Somebody that I don't know. Like if and, and if, if I'm Billy, I'm like, oh, uh, that's this place. Uh, you can knock and see what happens. That's oh, where no, you I, have to leave it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, oh, love it. Actually, just got to the surprise party. Go upstairs. Go say hi to everybody. <laughs> it's so insane, dude. And like, you know, there's a there's a knock at the door. Sandy gets the door. This woman like bursts into the apartment. First of all, it's no like high in the doorway. Mm-hmm. She just steps right in. I was like, whoa, no, <laughs> yes. no, 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 no. You got to fucking announce yourself. You got to say what you're doing. There. You can't just step into someone's apartment like that. Have a good time, complete stranger. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> This woman's like brandishing a gun. Like, do you know where I could find Jake Hansen? <laughs> yeah. Also, she, with Jake, you don't know this could be somebody trying to serve him a subpoena. You mm. got to be like, oh, right. that's the store. If it's not there, I don't know what to tell you. Or it's some lady that he's been sleeping with who's coming to be like, oh my god, Jake, Dennis found out about us. He's exactly. on his way here right now. That's her. what every, that's what everyone thinks it is. I think right. That's the vibe yeah. of the party when she walks in. Her, let me write down the address of the garage he works at, just in case you don't find him in there. <laughs> so she comes in, and she reveals herself, herself to be Jake's mother. Everyone's like, <gasps> but they're having a good time. She's like, and uh, I think they're like, oh, can we get you a beer? And Jake's like, bourbon is her, her drink of choice. And it's like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is bad. Dude, with that one line, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I um, love Michael's reaction right here because he's such a fucking idiot. He like runs over and like, shakes her hand it's that real like he doesn't have to say it it's just one of those like i got this guys i'm great with moms <laughs> uh-huh. i'm like i fucking hate you early you maniac. dopey michael is just so grating like and it's great because i know that he turns into an evil maniac and he's so much better and more likable as an evil maniac i just can't imagine him becoming an evil maniac the mom it's- whisperer <laughs> I mean, dude he is a fucking sociopath on this show and i think that's what was so great about the turn was like Wait, this goofball guy? He's what? Okay. Yeah, so I guess he was only using her to birth the the son of Satan? Is that yes. what happened? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Malachi totally, He's in league with Mal- Malachi Throne. They need a baby. They need a child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that it's, child must live. <laughs> it's Malachi Throne and the fucking old lady from that Hal Ashby movie. <laughs> Ruth, whatever her name was. Yeah. Uh, uh, you mean the, the Harold and Maude? Yes, Harold yes. and Maude. Yeah. The, the woman who plays Maude is also in Rosemary's Baby. So she uh, so she goes in. She's kind of making a, a fuss of herself. Billy, meanwhile, uh, goes to drop someone off. What we find out is in South Central L.A. Heard of it. Um, Ruth and, Gordon, by the way. I think I just Gordon. There it is. Yes, thank you. And she, you know, it, it, he just drops this woman off. And she's like, all right, nice, nice seeing you. And like. The thing, Billy, like if you know, and you know, look, I'm I'm from the Bronx. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in New York in bad neighborhoods. I've got all sorts of procedures what to do if you feel a little uncomfortable. What you don't do is openly stare at somebody for like five minutes with your mouth sucking air. Yep, yep, absolutely, dude. This entire encounter is his fault. Because mm-hmm. also. What cab driver worth their fucking salt 
accidentally turns into a dead end street <laughs> when also, trying to like race away from people. He sees these dudes that are just kind of hanging out in front of uh, a fast food restaurant. And I flushed. do want to say the the old lady. Sorry to interrupt you, but the old lady when like it's this woman with groceries or whatever. Billy helps her out of the cab and she's just like, oh, thank you. I can't, you know, get the bus down here anymore. Ever since the troubles, no one will come down here. And that's like the first instance you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be some sort of L.A. riot related something. And he's just like staring at these guys as they're just hanging out. Like really menacing. He's looking like he's just looking like his asshole Billy face. But like. (laughs) To these dudes who have never seen this horse-looking motherfucker, I mean, it's like he's staring sort of maliciously at Exactly. Them. So like, what yeah. the fuck? You got a problem? Like, that's a re- reasonable question. Uh, so he goes, uh, yeah, he, he's like, oh, I but And then he starts like to nervously get in his car again, you know, play it cool, man. Just get yep. in your car like you've been there a thousand times. I mean, uh, I mean the you- look... He, 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 it, there's like nothing behind there. It's not like malicious or anything. He's just like dead brain. He's probably thinking about like, do cows eat apples or something <laughs> like that? And he's just spaced out looking at nothing. Jeez, you know, there's no way for me to look this up right now. But the second I get home, I'm asking Allison if cows can eat apples. It, it just doesn't seem right when I think about it. <laughs> uh, apple is a kind of grass, though. Oh, God. <laughs> is that going to make sweet milk? Oh, well, now, wait a second. So... Cows eat grass, and apples are on trees that grow out of the ground, and around them is usually also grass. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm going to have to ask Allison about this brain teaser. Allison, let's go feed some chocolate to some cows. I'm going to talk about Hey, Allison, do you want to go cow tipping with me? It's super fun. <laughs> Oh, I killed Allison. I tipped a cow on her. <laughs> well, actually, let me steal Allison's car and do some damage with it, which we'll get into. Oh, God damn it. I mean, can, something, can something interesting happen to Allison that's not Billy related? Can she maybe go on a date or something? I know nothing about Allison. her. Or the ad the ad agency we haven't really seen it in a while like at the least ad agency the inner workings yeah it's kind of annoying I mean we haven't had a real ad agency thing since the Zach Galligan incident um, which is like the fourth episode I will say things with Allison start to get really fucking nuts when uh, she starts dating a dude named Keith uh, but I don't know how close we are to oh, that oh I kind of remember Keith vaguely. oh the fucking Keith saga dude is quite outrageous so uh, yeah, right. he pulls down the wrong wrong street it's a dead end. These dudes follow him. He's he's really nervous. They get uh, we do get uh, Eric's favorite line, which is "Got a light," <laughs> <laughs> which happens multiple times in the episode. Oh no, Allison! I turned the wrong down the wrong street, and all these like weird old uh, hobos came asking if I got a light, and all, there's a bug coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Hey, Naomi, I'm putting together some scripts for the new Twin Peaks, and I just got a really exciting idea watching an old episode of one of my faves, Melrose Place, Naomi. <laughs> I could see that, actually. Yeah, I told, yeah that, that <laughs> actually like the dark underbelly sense. of society. That is, that is Melrose Place. Well, that's what Mulholland Drive was supposed to be anyway. Like, the TV show is going right. to be like a dark Melrose Place. Man, that would have been cool. That movie's awesome, but fuck, that would have been cool. Uh, but so he pulls in the wrong let guy asks him, you got a light. That's obviously a signal to the rest of his gang to fuck with this dude. Uh, these dudes come out. They all have baseball bats. 
and they start beating the shit out of this car and man is it satisfying to watch it's pretty great you have billy like frantically rolling up the window i do love the one actor who's like the dude who has the baseball bet who's really taken it to the windshield you can see this guy like getting frustrated that the fake windshield isn't breaking because like he hits it a couple times and nothing happens and then he's like no like really goes at this fucking thing it's pretty great and these guys i mean they must have made away with like 40 (laughs) dollars yeah yeah Yeah, exactly i would have thought like when the way that they they cut they cut on like these dudes like really hammering at his fucking car and i'm like oh shit is this like gonna be the billy in a coma episode yeah that's my nothing. whole question, though. They don't even rob him, right? No, they do rob him. Do they? It do happens they off rob screen. Him? Yes. yes. They, okay. so they take like I guess his fair money. Maybe they take money that he has on in him, but he gets away unscathed. And I just, th- I honestly think he's out of bounds to even try to press charges. Yeah. Because uh, just fucking walk away with your life, dude. You're good. And also to, to to be this pissy about it, they just stole your money and beat up your cab. Like I mean, like it, it's yeah. traumatizing, obviously. Like to get it's your to work get held car. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's on the company. Like, yeah, it, but it was like, oh my god, they took on Fratic. So Allison at the party gets a call. Oh my god, Billy's been held up. He's at the police station. I gotta go pick him up. And we Jake sh- is like dashing, like, hey, I'll, I'll do it. Hey, yeah, 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 <laughs> I, 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 can, I can do it. Everybody, if you please, it's my birthday. Please let me go do it. You know what, guys? Your present c- to me can be letting me go pick up Billy at the police station. Right now. <laughs> With a, on my motorcycle, which cannot fit my mother. Or I mean, like the, the other thing too is I was like, I. You know, I've never been in a police station before and not been on the other side of it. <laughs> this might be a lot of fun. He knows everyone down there. <laughs> oh, hey, Jay. <laughs> Officer Kapeski, how you doing? Well, if it isn't the riverboat strangler coming in to turn himself in. No, 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 no. I'm actually just here to pick up a friend. Oh, you're here to rub it in our faces, huh? <laughs> well, well, well. Caught urinating behind shooters again, eh? <laughs> Uh, hey, Jake, you want to grab a cup of coffee? No, I know well enough not to touch anything in the police station because that could be used for DNA evidence. I'm just here to pick up a friend. <laughs> ah, you got me. You got me. <laughs> this rascal. Uh, no, so Allison goes. We see the end of Billy uh, being interviewed by this police detective, and the detective is just like, okay, you know, we'll, uh, we got your descriptions. Thank you, sir. And uh, we'll just uh, take it from there. He's like, well, what? What are you going to do? You got to do fucking nothing, Mr. Detective. And he's like, it's fucking L.A., dude. People get held up all the time. What do you want? And again, like, yeah, it's just, it's just like we're talking about a missing $90 here. Billy, uh, it turns out we found the car, but uh, the Credence tapes were not inside. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he keeps his car. They didn't even, it's not even a car jacket. No, no, yeah. no, I'm just I no, was yeah. I was shoehorning uh, it to make a Lebowski reference. They do have detectives working in shifts. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, it's just it's one of those things where it's like you need to be fucking realistic, dude. You are in Los Angeles. You are in a major metropolitan area. Listen, Come on. listen, detective. Listen, I need that money back. I only have two, two rich parents. Okay, <laughs> that's all I got. Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, he's from Los Angeles or the L.A. area at the very least. Maybe he's, like, fucking the Valley or whatever. But, like, he knows what how this shit works at least a little bit, right? Like, this, you can't be this no, naive. No, Jake, come with me and start a race war. <laughs> Dude, we're going to get there. I cannot fucking believe this stake out. But so he's like, oh, great. So, yeah, I'll, so you'll, go, you'll do nothing and I'll fucking have to take the law in my own hands. Charles Bronson, come blabble. 
But Allison picks him up, and she's like, oh, my God, Billy, I'm so glad you're here. You're okay. He's like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm just another statistic. Oh. Okay, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I know. Like, just, and he's already, in a, and I get it. You're in a bad mood. Again, it is tra- literally traumatizing yes. to, to, to be in this situation. You you have a right to be edgy. What you don't have the right to do, he comes home. Everyone, the party is broken up. Uh, everyone is kind of ha- gathering outside waiting for Billy. Oh, shit, our friend's been in trouble. And like, oh, God, Billy, you're okay. He's like, yeah, huh, I went to the wrong side of town, and guess what happened? Those people started messing with me. Oh, and it's like, yeep, man, here we go. Read the fucking room. He says it once, and Rhonda's like, what did you say? He's like, well, those people. And I'm like, you have to immediately snap into place and be like, oh, you know, this gang got me. And that's the way you refer to it. Yeah, I mean, you can try that fucking bailout move, dude. But just like in general, the those people comment, you're setting yourself up for failure. Uh, and, you know, Rhonda rightfully fucking gives it to him. You know, it's like, oh, she says stuff like, oh, Billy, you know. Oh, he says like, oh, I used to play ball. I've been around blacks all my life. I used to play ball with a bunch of black guys. And she's like. Yep, that's what you want us to do. You want to play a ball. You want us to dance, loot, burn. Oh, you know, oh, I mean, I dated a black woman. I can't be racist. <laughs> Rhonda, I'm friends with you. Hello. <laughs> uh oh, excuse me, Michael Jordan, huge fan over here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm the first one to tell you, Rhonda, my favorite basketball player is not Larry Bird. <laughs> You've seen my three Denzel Washington t-shirts. How can I be racist? Shit, I want three Denzel t-shirts. In 1992, what are the three different Denzel Washington <laughs> Great t-shirts? Question. Uh, got- I think you're going to say it elsewhere one. Okay. Okay. Ooh, okay. He's an early yep. adopter. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, 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 a mighty Quinn, which did do well at the box office, mind you. Okay. I've never seen that movie. I don't even know. What uh, it is. Malcolm X for sure. Malcolm X, and uh, I mean, you can also throw in Much Ado About Nothing, which he is a snack in. Oh yeah, dude. He's in a Much Ado About Nothing uh, yep. adaptation. The uh, one with Michael Keaton, Ethan Hawke, Emma Thompson, Kenneth Branagh. Yes. Oh sure. I never. I never saw. That's it. a great I, movie. It's really Ew, good. Really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. a great movie. Keanu huh. Reeves doing a dark role. It's pretty interesting. Well, well see, the, uh, now here's the thing, though. So, uh, by I'm the trying, way, no, no yeah. heart condition T-shirt, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, what was the air date of uh, this episode? Uh, what, but, 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 hold on, pulling it up again. It is September 16th, 1992. Malcolm X is not released for uh, another two months. God damn, maybe... But okay. there, that, that I just pro- went to IMDb. Guess what was the ricochet? Ooh, oh ricochet. yeah, definite ricochet teacher. Yeah. Him holding that gun up. That's Rhonda, I saw Ricochet movie. in theaters four times. <laughs> Rhonda, <laughs> I keep telling you, my favorite fucking movie is Mississippi Mathala, for God's sake. <laughs> it's heartwarming. <laughs> so oh, I had that wrong. I meant Mississippi Burning. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I, I screwed up my Mississippi <laughs> movies. Whoops. She winds up like really giving it to him, and she, she she's like going after him. She's like, you know, you little rich boy over here. What you, you grew up around blacks? Was, was your landscape your your, your your groundskeeper? Oh no, that, that was probably Latino. I was like, oh, I had to cut my own grass. Okay, and it's like, dude, <laughs> you are in deep shit. Just leave Indica it alone. And sativa. All right. <laughs> 
it's so awesome too because everyone else around him is just like no there is not a life raft for me sir <laughs> yep. you will drown in this I, racist ocean on your own i was waiting for them to like do the hand across the neck thing while ronda wasn't <laughs> yeah. looking knock it off bail out bail out so she storms <laughs> off and she's like you know she, yeah i don't want to lose my i don't want to uh lose my place and tell you to go go to hell and she storms off which is fun there uh, is a great so we fade out to commercial right here did anybody catch this you had to sort of have your television turned up loud enough i just happen to have headphones on but as it like so Rhonda storms off there's a music swell that happens and we start fading out and they just have <laughs> billy he just goes huh <laughs> like a hmm wow that was uh she really gave me a piece of her mind huh huh that could have huh. went better huh Billy Campbell, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, the next morning, it's Jake and his mom. Or at night, she's, he's like, Jake, he's like, Mom, what the hell are you doing here? She's like, Well, I left Hank. And Hank, as you'll remember, Ugh. is the dude who's like three years younger than uh, Jake that Jake's mom's been fucking. Yep. And was like the dude, you know, the, one of the reasons Jake left home was because this dude was like, you know, obviously his mom's like first concern that, you know, he says they didn't want a thing to do with him, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she's just like, yeah, he lost his job. He became an asshole. He started like abusing me, yada, yada, yada. I I, I skipped town. And he's like, well, you can't stay here. He's like, I just need a couple of days, Jake. And then the next we have some, uh, we're making some menlets tomorrow, the next morning. Oh, are <laughs> well, we ever? Well, we're man. making a momlet first. Is yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. It is a I, momlet. We should say that menlet was born in the Nexus. So if you haven't tried out our Patreon yet, check it out for Star Trek recaps. That's right, dude. I forgot all these uh, shows with the different references crossing over. Here. It's, a, it's a Denver momlet uh, <laughs> that she's making specifically. She, and he's like, where did you become Susie Homemaker? I didn't know you could cook. And I'm like, it's a fucking omelet. It's like three ingredients. No, but she's <laughs> fucking it up. And Jake but, has to be like, you're fucking it up here. I'm going to do it for yeah. you. But, well, dude, here's the thing. You don't you don't want to hear. If you're cooking any meal, uh, you know, momlets, menlets, <laughs> any other kind of food, what you don't want to hear when another person walks into the room is, huh. Smells interesting. <laughs> I was, Fuck, that's devastating. I was waiting for them to flash back to Hank saying those same exact words. <laughs> Susie Homemaker, huh? <laughs> Get away from that. I'll fucking do it. So, yeah, the, the, there's more back and forth here. Uh, and Jake, it's really sad. And I mean, like, some of these scenes get a little too much where he's just like, you're not doing the omelet right. What you got to do is you got to watch it. You got to nurture it. It'll break up on you just like that. Uh, oh, Oh my god! Oh Dude. my god! And I was just like, Jake is not the kind of guy to make these kind of metaphors. Yes, on the fly, such as it is, you know, it was so scripty sounding well, he, right he, here. No, he's working on his one man show, and that little omelet was me, <laughs> a little boy who needed his mother. Woo! Oh yeah! <laughs> Three people. <laughs> I like when people cheer and they tell how many people are in the audience. <laughs> yeah, there's three people, one of which is your motorcycle. We should do that at the next live show if there ever is one. Yeah. Oh, careful. Yeah, but also, yeah, I don't, I don't want to release those numbers. Those numbers are private. Uh, <laughs> you kind of just had to be there. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of that thing. The next day, uh, Billy and Allison, uh, he's like, oh, what the hell? I, I, I love Billy trying to write out this story 
about what happened to him last night. And this fucking font is crazy. Dude, what are we doing with this thing? You don't need, when you're like writing a thing, you don't need to also compose your own fucking headline type while you're doing exactly. it. Exactly. It's like last night. It's like, oh, I can't do it, Allison. I just keep thinking about these people. Got a light. Got a light. It's that's fucking great, dude. It's got a light smash. Got a light smash. (laughs) Allison, I can't tell if they were like homeless or if they were like loggers or lumberjacks painted with black. (laughs) Also, Allison, since when is Rhonda black? (laughs) Who made that one up? I mean, come on. I would have noticed. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, the the thing that he wrote is last night, comma, I... And then ellipses. And it's like, last night I was totally racist. Last <laughs> night I, uh, oh, yeah, I was definitely racist I, last night, wasn't I? I, I thought I of, lost a friend. I think of it more as like a dog. He just forgot. He, doesn't, <laughs> he can't keep memories in there for that long. He's just like, last night, do cows actually eat apple? Um, <laughs> last night I, oh, hungry. <laughs> Last night, I finally confirmed that if you feed a cow chocolate, it does not indeed produce chocolate milk. <laughs> Whoops. So she goes, his column got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, goes to work. He comes back with some sick Billy lies right here where it's just like, oh, actually, we have a Michael and Jane scene about like, oh, raising a kid in this crazy city. I don't know. Jesus, it's so fucking terrible. It's, it's not even a sea story. It's like, it's nothing. It's, it's air. Here it is. Jane tells them they have to go to what she calls a baby seminar. Michael says, baby seminar. Uh. They go to a Lamaze class. Michael doesn't take it seriously. He rips an arm off the doll, which is terrifying. Dude, aren't you a medical doctor? Like, Don't you have at least a lot of this training already? Well, because he's trying to be, I think it's because he's a medical doctor that he's trying to be all fucking cool about it. Got it. Right. You know, because he's like making fun of this. There's this one father who's like learning from the experience and taking it seriously. And he's like, yeah, Jane, look at this guy. He's totally into it. (laughs) Jane, look, Jane, he's going to love his child. That's the chips. And then he does the fucking horse shit thing, dude, where she's like, uh, because he's like roughhousing with this fucking doll or whatever and jane says like oh you know be careful with her and fucking michael does that thing where it's like don't call him or her and i'm like dude it doesn't matter (laughs) it's your kid man either way and what you're saying right there is if it's not coming out the way you want it to you're going to be disappointed on the first day of your child's life on earth take it out (laughs) <laughs> He's going to be a little mix up at the uh, <laughs> delivery room there. I fucking run this place. Ooh, gog. Mikey's going to a motel. He's meeting with a baby assassin. <laughs> it's but played by Jonathan Banks. This all stems like this Michael's neurosis about this. I think the idea of like caring for a child is effeminate and he doesn't yes. want to appear to be effeminate. I think mm-hmm. that's definitely part of it for sure. Yeah. And then then later he learns his lesson and they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. We love each other. Isn't it nice to be nice? And that's kind of their story. It is kind of great, though, that like their last thing is they just have a scene in bed where, you know, Jane's like, oh, I had some dreams or blah, 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 you know, whatever it is. And they they sort of end on like, huh. Jake's mom, Stella, huh? Talk about a fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, like that makes sense. So they uh, 
Billy goes to Allison's job. He's like, hey, Allison, how's it going? She's like, oh, Billy, so nice to see you. He's like, can I uh, borrow your car? Because I got to take mine into I have to, my car is still in the shop, obviously, with the, well, with the, the tragedy. And uh, I've got I've got to get a, an insurance claim. It's, it's, it's a classic Billy fucking lie. And this is like the fifth week in a row where Billy lies to Allison about something. I, she it's finds insane. out about it in the end. And it's like, stop trusting this asshole. Get this guy out of your apartment. This fucking weird con artist. I mean, at the very least, you need to do two things. Stop giving him money and yes. stop letting him borrow your car. Exactly. Because like, okay, thanks. And she's he's like he's like in the middle of talking and she's like, Yeah, but then how am I gonna go? I'll I'll, I'll give you a cab fare in case I don't get back from the insurance place on time. Your keys are in your bag, right? He's rummaging through it. Also, <laughs> twenty bucks, yoink. Dude, it's actually insane. Yeah, because you need she- these birth control pills or what? Because uh, <laughs> I am starving. <laughs> They might make my, my breast better. <laughs> but it's insane because he just, he's, he gives her this whole line about having to make the insurance claim. And uh, she's like, well, I'm going to need you to pick me back up. And he says that line about like, I'll leave you cab fare in case I get held up. And then he just leaves the office without leaving the cab fare. <laughs> This poor woman, I can't stand it. He, he gives her an envelope and it's Monopoly money when she actually goes to <laughs> Uh Do me a favor, Allison. Here's an envelope full of cash fare. Don't open it until I leave the premises. <laughs> Will you take a post-dated bad check? Oh, uh, here you go. <laughs> uh, so she, so he, he winds up, uh, we, we wind up seeing uh, Sandy and Jake's mom kind of talking to each other. And like, oh, where we're having like a battle of the babes sunbathing. Yes. Uh, I have to say, I mean, this mother character is hilarious. Dude, this is like Bundy's mother kind of territory. Mm. It all fits with our oh. Riverboat Strangler thing. Mm. Yeah, she reminded me a little like Dolly Parton. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So, you know, and they're just kind of going off about Jake and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm a waitress. And she's like, oh, I'm a waitress too. I'm going to be an actress. Like, well, I'm just a waitress, sweetheart. By the way, so are you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, and, like, you know, I think they kind of make arrangements to go to shooters. We cut to Billy and Jake uh, on a stakeout in front of because Billy's like, I know those guys are always hanging out in that fast food place. So they're just hanging out in front of uh, this fast food place in South Central, two white guys in a car, and it's just, like, not the best idea, guys. It's a terrible idea, and also, what a fucking terrible assumption you're making. You encountered these dudes one time. Yes. How do you know they always hang out at this fast food restaurant? What are you fucking talking about, you racist? Like, (laughs) I don't understand this logic thread of, I saw them there one time, that's their hangout, Allison, that is their gang hangout, I guarantee (laughs) it. I'm going to blow the lid off this. I mean, they're not Estevez and Dreyfus, that's for sure. <laughs> and uh, they're not even fucking Rosie O'Donnell in that sequel. <laughs> and the dog. Um, oh, the dog. Yes. Yeah, so, so, like, you know, and like Jake's like, you know, this is really stupid, but I'll, I want to make sure that you're, you're okay, and I'm the toughest dude, and yeah, like you're not that tough, Jake. Trust me. Um, and By you know, the way, like the stakeout talk just made me realize another Melrose place would be great because it's another property owned by Melrose. Ooh, I like mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. but it's like in the woods this time, just like that <laughs> sequel. Yeah. I have seen another stakeout probably like ten times. I had it on VHS from Columbia House. 
for it was, some uh, reason. Yeah, I think we had it like taped off television. I've seen the first one like once, and mm. it was a thing where I saw it way after I'd seen the second one multiple times, and I was like, "This isn't as good." Oh, the first. I really liked the first one. I mean, I was a kid, dude. I oh, couldn't tell you a sure. thing about either movie. I at only this saw point. them like once each. I think I'm really not that um, stakeout. Um, <laughs> You're more you of a you're more of an exit to Eden fan. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm a little, <laughs> bit of a leather daddy myself. <laughs> uh, Billy falls asleep. By the way, God and, damn it! And Jake's dude. like, dude, this is enough. This has been quite enough. Like you are now sleeping on the stakeout that you brought me on, sir. We're going home. And uh, on their on their way out, they do see the car. Billy Red's done the license plate. It's like, I got it. Oh, I'm gonna get those bastards. And it's again like, this is none of your business. Like they robbed you, sure, but like you're not solving anything right now. Just this idea of like the LAPD needs to fucking drop everything and solve my mugging case. It's such white privilege, horseshit, selfish garbage. Uh, meanwhile, Rhonda and Matt are at shooters having a couple of beers. Rhonda is opening up and she's like, you know, uh, I, I do. I, I also love that Matt doesn't side with Billy at all. He's just like, yeah, you're really upset about this whole Billy thing. And the, the other thing is like, man, that guy's a dick, huh? Like, why, remember we used to not hang out with him like three weeks ago? That rule. <laughs> well, that's it's true because it's, you know, compared to how Allison tries to, you know, talk with Rhonda earlier in the episode. Oh, that's like, right. There's a thing where Allison's like going to work and Rhonda's outside. And she's like, you know, Rhonda, Allison's or uh, Billy's really upset about what happened last night. You know, he made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Rhonda is just like, think about how fucked up this all is. Like, think about it. She says, think about it, Allison, or don't. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, this shit is going on. It's been going on before Billy Campbell. It's going to go on after Billy Campbell. It's bigger than your fucking weird roommate, but uh, fuck you for standing up for him. It is kind of hilarious. She's talking, when she's talking to Matt, she's like, you know, I've never, you know, I, I grew up, and it's, it, you know, it's, again, it's an interesting character detail. She's like, I grew up middle class, you know what I mean? Like, when I saw the, the the fires, it was you know I grew up with fireplaces, not fires. Yada yada yada, all this. She stuff. She tells that to Billy later, oh, dude. Yeah. In in this scene with Matt, she's just like, oh, you know, Matt, I've just lived my life colorblind. It's also funny because she's like, I just wish I could do something for my community, and Matt's like, yeah, you know, I kind of spend my whole life doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know that halfway house you're always screwing me over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, pretty much always am doing stuff for my community, your community, the Asian American community. Like that's just kind of how I live. My yeah, you, you live, you, you do, you run it. It's fine. At, at the end of it, she she brings, uh, you know, I'm hopping around here, but like she brings Billy to a place where you would do that, and just shows him that it exists. <laughs> yes. Is it like, hey, let's sign up or anything like, or hey, let's meet the guy who runs it? No, this exists, Billy. And the guy who runs it is the excellent character actor, Ron Canada. And he's got fucking like three lines in this episode. I was furious. Well, that's, I mean, there's not much here. So she, that's kind of the next movement is she like takes Billy's cab and is like, hey, Billy. Well, actually, Allison finds out what well, Billy did. she calls did. dispatch, which I, I think is a great power move. Like <laughs> Billy kind of has to take Rhonda yep. back to South Central and they have to have a reckoning. Which is what fun. I thought what it was going to be, though, was that old lady calling you know requesting because the dispatcher's like you know oh the the fair requested you specifically and i thought it was going to be this little old lady like that nice man is the only person who drove me home yeah he gets there and he's like you you owe me money <laughs> no it's it's uh oh the they requested you specifically oh, okay cool 
Oh no, it's that gang. They're shooting at me now. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> that would be great. It's like, dude, dude, you don't fuck around with this shit. Um, yeah. Fuck around, get hurt. So yeah, that, somewhere in here, Alice is just like, you lied to me again. And I'm mm. like, oh, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's another, because he gets home late yeah. from the stakeout with Jake. And he's like, I got the life in the plane, Allison. The day is mine. <laughs> and she's just like, you are such a fucking idiot, dude. I can't even tell you right now I, how furious I am. I told you they only went to that one place, Allison. <laughs> I told you. Uh, and yeah, so the next day, R- Rhonda requests Billy. They go through a tour of South Central. This is when she's talking about how she grew up middle class. And she... You know, she was outraged by the verdict and all this stuff, but she didn't really feel it because she wasn't from this area, yada, yada. And like, again, like, yeah, it it just kind of fizzles out totally. It's not a blowout. It's not like, well, you know, Billy doesn't even do the thing where it's like, well, you know, I guess you were right a little bit. I don't, I pretend that I'm cool with black people, but I get really uncomfortable sometimes. You know, just something would be something. It would be cool if like he finally understood like why like what were the socioeconomic conditions in place that had like the the combination of this capitalism and white supremacy being like forever inherited on this earth exactly yeah yeah but that, that's not uh coming across rupert murdoch's fox anytime soon <laughs> uh, that that shit doesn't fly with melro <laughs> <laughs> yeah melro himself didn't want to hear it so but it's i mean it's such a waste though like because up until this point, like it's going in an okay enough direction. They go to this place with, you know, that Ron Kanda is like this unnamed, you know, pastor that is, you know, trying to guide the neighborhood and running this organization. Rhonda does at least, uh, she donates like a big bag of groceries. Yeah. But like, Matt's you, like, fucking great. Wow. <laughs> holy shit. Well, you know, you know where, uh, you know, a place where we're always looking for food to be donated? <laughs> you fucking terrible friend. Oh, where'd oh. you get that? Sea uh, Town? Great. Real nutritious. Rhonda, what are you doing? There's some Fruit Loops in there. <laughs> <laughs> You're only supposed to give the expired stuff, right? <laughs> but like, on top of it, like, you know, that's it, though. There's nothing on top of it. And it's like, you know, they're 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 all talk about like we want to understand what's going on and yes. and Rhonda also and it's like the end of the episode is they should both be like oh you know what Allison we're you know we decided we're volunteering at the whatever you know are you interested in coming next week and Matt's yelling out the window what about the fucking halfway house <laughs> but you know I mean there's got to be like something and it's just like yep we donated this one bag of groceries between the two of us, <laughs> stared at Ron Canada for five minutes, and then left. I can't, like, I genuinely was like, you've got to talk to him, right? Yes, yes. Like, yes. You have to do And no, they're just watching him talk to other people we never meet. I mean, if this was like a cut for time thing, it's a bad place to cut. You know where you can cut? All of fucking Michael and Jane. Yes. And then you can have fucking 20 minutes going back and forth with Ron Canada and learning the the way of the, the, way of the world with uh, his organization or whatever, I, the lay of the land, I, rather. I, I already know that Mike Mancini's going to punch his baby. I don't need <laughs> this little reminder here. Baby punchers. Well, not, not this baby, Kevin. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Speaking of baby punching, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. we do have uh, Jake's mom goes to Shooter's. And it is, it is kind of a, you're killing a dependent George. Yes, it definitely is. Or, you know what it also is, Steve? It's, uh, you can't be out there because I'm out there. And if you're out there. Yes. Uh, he shows up and Sandy has invited her to shooters. And Jake is notably upset and rightfully so. Like, I don't know, man. Like, yep. 
you know yep. I fucking hate my mother. The last thing I want, this is the place that I go to to get drunk and steal beers off of trays <laughs> and hustle pool and murder women. This is not what I need. <laughs> I mean, this in this episode, like, Jake really does get the shaft, man, because it's like, his birthday was ruined by that terrible surprise party idea. Note to humanity, we got to stop that shit. Uh, you know, but then also, like, he's just clearly like, listen, Sandy, I don't want anything to do with this woman. You don't know anything about the backstory. Yes. It was a really hard upbringing. I fucking had to leave home, dude. I do not care. And listen, if that happens to you, you just have to be like, all right, dude, like, I don't agree with it, but it's your call. Mm -hmm. Not trying to fucking like parent trap your friend <laughs> into fucking making up with his parent that he hates. Like no good here, Sandy. No good. And meanwhile, she's like wasted, falling all over the bar. And Jake's like, well, I guess I'll drink at home because this is <laughs> great. Now I got to go home and drink. <laughs> I'm going to steal beers from myself, I guess. <laughs> I do love to. There is a shot of the mom. She's like clearly pounding back some beers and she's like with some fucking biker dude at the pool table. Just like, oh, is this how you play this game? Yeah. That dude is like fucking her on that pool table. <laughs> dude, he really is almost. It was quite something. And so he goes home. She comes home afterwards. She knocks over the world's lightest lamp and it's like the biggest. It's like your classic. Nobody knows how to do physical anything on this show. This lamp looks ridiculous. It yep. barely falls over. Jake's like, my lamp! <laughs> oh, my tinfoil lamp! Uh, and this is when they kind of have it out again. And he's like, you know, you said you'd stop drinking. Even though she had promised she drinks less these days. Which is sure. Always I'm, the, I'm switching to beer, that whole Oh, dude, gimmick. the old, I'm switching to beer excuse. Hot damn. I will say, though, hilarious Jake line right here. <laughs> he goes... What have you been doing? Drinking since lunch? <laughs> it just got me good, man. I don't know. Look, I can't take care of you anymore. You're knocking over lamps and knocking over lamps. <laughs> All right, this is the last straw. You knocked over that lamp. Not to mention the lamp. Which I did. I bring out the lamp. I brought out the lamp. Okay, okay. All my beer is gone. By the way, even my lamp beer. You drank that. See, I, I don't think care the, about the L.A. riots. I care about the lamps. I think the light bulb. Yep, the yep, the light bulb is broken. Yep, that <laughs> happened. I mean, that's what's so insane about you know this teleplay, such as it is. Sure, it's like we are trying to weigh uh, the repercussions of a really you know bad moment in American history. You know, add it to the laundry list of you know, and then it's like my mom's knocking over lamps because she's drunk. <laughs> it's like, man, like this episode's we are not on the same level here. Yeah. I mean, these these stories should not intertwine, intertwine like this. They should just focus on this whole Billy is a racist story. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's the lead, baby. Or like at least like like and then make the B story about Rhonda and maybe Rhonda faces adversity and then he realizes like, oh, shit, that happened to you. Like, I feel bad. There's now something. So, yes. Learn a lesson. Yep, exactly. I do want to say uh, they. this is like one of the three times they uh, openly say that Matt is gay. He's just yes. like, you know, yep, as, yep. you know, like he's, he's just rapping with Rhonda in that scene. And he's like, you know, I, I hear that crap, too. You know, like nobody I don't I don't have a sign that says I'm gay. So people will just come up to me and assume I'm straight and I have to hear this shit. It's like. Wow, it holy was, sh holy fucking shit, Matt's gay? It was kind of funny, dude, because for a split second, because they just, they don't talk about it ever, you know, in yeah. these 10 episodes, you know, it's only happened a few times. Like, so when he starts this, he starts from a place of like, 
you know, Rhonda, I know how you're feeling. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? And then it was like, oh, you're gay. Okay. He's a, he's a what? All you right, can, I'll be drafting can... up those eviction papers. <laughs> but Melrose, <laughs> the office of Melrose. He at least, though, does uh, put in the caveat of like, but Rhonda, you clearly have it harder because you can't just look at me and yeah. know that I'm gay. Yeah, he, 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 it's, it's a fine scene. It, 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 but it's just shocking that they even uh, put a hat on that. Absolutely, once. yeah. Um, so, but whatever. That's kind of it. Um, Jake kicks his mom out. He, she's like, it's kind of amazing. She's just like, I think it's the next morning. He's, she's like, oh man, I really did it last time. She's like, yeah, guess what? You have to get the fuck out of here. And she's like, but I'm in trouble, Jake. And I'm like, wait, what's happening? And <laughs> yeah. then, and the I'm other thing, get it to a riverboat gambler. <laughs> you Listen. gotta go strangle him. <laughs> Listen. Listen, I had to send my lamp over to Mike and Jane's last night, okay? <laughs> Just so you didn't do it again today. Uh, and then Mike, Mike breaks it. Fucking, I'm trying to hold it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Jake. Jake's lip. I was just trying to change its shirt. Oh, God. I told you, Michael, it was like a child to me, this lamp. <laughs> oh, geez. I don't know, man. Jake's lamp was just there in the middle of the floor, and I was trying to figure out where we're going to put the baby's crib, and it broke. Oh, God. <laughs> Michael, what's going to happen when a lamp comes out of me? Are you going to break <laughs> that, too? Uh, look at that guy over there. He loves his lamp. <laughs> But he's just like, hey, look, I was in trouble, too, all the time. You've never bailed me out, blah, blah, blah. And more intense Grant Show acting. And it's fine. He's doing okay here. Grant um, Show, I, I want to say, like, we're, we're having a lot of fun on Melrose 210. Um, and there are actors across both shows that are not so great. But I do, I do want to stick up for Grant Show. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, he's good. It's, it's, he's a beefcake, too. Like, I'm actually yeah. shocked, like, I didn't see more of him. It is weird. I guess he just stayed on that. Look, we said he's on Dallas now. He stayed in that primetime soap opera. He must. Did he not do a single bad action movie? Like, come on. There's got to be one. He would be That's great a good in question. a bad action movie. You yeah. know what he would do probably pretty well is a good, like, villain character. Like yeah. some sort of domestic terrorist yeah, or like, something. Uh, Jake Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so, you know, he kicks her out and she leaves and then, like, um, you know, what I guess like Sandy kind of throws it in his face here. How does that how does this work again? Well, so yeah, so he I think we're back at shooters and Sandy Oh, that's what it is. Because Jake's Jake says to his mother, man, real cold line. He's like, Can you do me a favor? And she's like, Yes, anything or whatever. And he goes, Don't be here when I come home. So he goes to shooters to just drink until she leaves. And I think I think there's Sandy's like, hey, by the way, y'all, y'all, mama's gone. You can go home and drink alone again. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fantastic. And then she's like, you know, you should still go say bye though. I forgot to mention, child, her bus don't leave for twenty minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, twenty minutes is not a lot of time, especially in a city like. Is the bus station next door to Shooters? It might be, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. But yeah, Los Angeles is a big town. Like, remember we were out there, we were standing, what, like, uh, around Beverly Hills, actually. And That's then right, yeah. we tried to get to Hollywood to make a movie, and we barely made it. It took us over an hour. Yeah, like, I just, I feel like 20 minutes, dude, just, you know. Your yeah. mother's gone. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Pretend she's dead. You're not going to make that bus. Send a just, nice letter. She'll get it when you get there. <laughs> I just skimmed it. Yeah, it does not seem like he ever starred in his own action movie. That's a mistake. It should have been. He, like, he seems to be a guy in a movie called Cold Justice, right? 
Yep. We're yes, like, obviously. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. His wife is dead, and here mm-hmm. he comes. Cold Next. justice or, like, you know, independent steel. Hey, here's yeah. the problem is I'm not sure if he uh, had, like, the martial arts training that other beefcakes tend to get uh, that would put him yep. in the running okay. for such a thing. Here, here's what you do. You, you set it in the 1920s or 30s or something. So he's just, like, a, doing yeah. that, like, fisticuffs. When, when, when all fighting was done by tap dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, brawling, you know. I, I, just, I get you. Well, Scrap it. You want to adapt uh, tap dancing to fighting. It's like Robert De Niro kicks, dude. That's it. <laughs> and he, uh, excellent. he does go back to his mother and he's like, well, you know, this has been terrible. She's like, yeah, it really has. Uh, I guess I'm going to go back to our horrible town, go back to the trouble that I have and kind of work on it myself. He's like, yeah, uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> He's kind of not exactly wrong. Like, if you have a really totally. bad upbringing, like, and you don't want it to follow you around anymore, you're a legal adult. You know, there's nothing that ties you to no. your biological parents. No. You don't, you don't and, owe this woman anything, especially with what I've heard. Doesn't sound like you owe her anything. I but mean, this, there's a reason this, Jake is Jake. Let's say that. Sure. <laughs> but this break, though, I think is kind of great because she's like, you know, uh listen where i get when i get where i'm going i don't think she's going home by the way because she says when i get where i'm going i'll send you a postcard so you have my new address and phone number and he goes you know like okay yeah like i guess that's good to have or you know whatever it is and then you know she says like you know i love you jake and you know no matter what you feel or what i've done just know that that's the case and she gets on the bus and he goes mom and i was like dude don't dude (laughs) dude don't and he does the the more, you know, level-headed take care of yourself. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a I love you too. Here we are reconciling at the fucking bus depot. I think she is going home, but she's not going back to Hank. Yeah. Hank right, is right. on his own from now on. And, man, I, w- I, I would love for her to come back and be like, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Welcome back, baby. Dude, and then it's the backdoor pilot for Aaron Spelling's <laughs> Hank. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's a shitty grifter. <laughs> you know, you know who could itself. be uh, a good grifting partner for Hank is Donna. <laughs> Maybe Donna and Hank go on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> and it's directed by Jim Jarmusch. Yeah, I know there was that uh, good show, Veronica Mars Detectives. I mean, Donna be perfect for just that kind of role. <laughs> you know who could mistakenly get on a plane to Budapest? Donna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a screenplay for my new pilot, Verdonica Mars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hank. Way- Hank Dog, Way of the Samurai. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, Jerry or Warner Brothers, yeah, it's Aaron Spelling from heaven. Uh, <laughs> could you get Donna in a new movie? One of those uh, DC properties. You know, the, pro- <laughs> the problem with Jake's mom is she didn't know the limits of control. <laughs> Excellent. Um, oh, yes, it looks like we're going to sit down at this diner and enjoy some black and white Donna and cigarettes. <laughs> Oh, man. The uh, Donna we... don't die, you know. <laughs> Down by Donna. <laughs> <laughs> Only Donna's left alive. <laughs> it's about uh. two Donnas who are vampires. No. All right. 
Two Donnas with the same gun. <laughs> I will say... Uh, Aaron, They're going down a river in my new movie, Dead Donna. Okay, that's <laughs> the end of it, I promise. She's the, Donna, wrapped in plastic. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Spelling in heaven, huh, Chris? Pretty generous. Um, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm hoping. Yeah, okay. that's, that's He's a not hell, a total monster. No, that's a hellbound soul. All right. When the spelling gets to heaven, we'll see you again. That's kind of the episode. Uh, Ghost Rider, com- the, uh, the spirit of Aaron Spelling got out. We need you to go track it down. God. Uh, Allison comes home with a bag full of groceries, including the world's largest bag of tortilla chips. My lord, you know what? You cannot have a tortilla chip bag too large, friend. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so she's coming in and she sees uh, Rhonda and Billy hanging out. She's like, "Oh, I'm glad you guys patched that up." And they're like, "Yeah, we called the truce. Uh, it's always going to be a problem between us. We're just not going to talk about it." Yeah. I mean. First of all, you never for, you never forget that first. No, thing. no, no, no. That's always going to be there. It, the relationship is tainted forever. Uh, <clears throat> Rhonda doesn't have a ton of time left on the show, so it's fine. Uh, but Allison comes in, and instead of being like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, yeah. she's instantly stirring shit with them. Like the two of them are sitting, they've like got their feet in the pool, and they're just talking. And she's like, "Oh, you guys didn't kill each other yet?" And I'm like. Dude, Allison, just fucking go inside. <laughs> How about that? Just go home. Yeah. You know, Rhonda, I saw this very progressive film called Driving with Daisy, and it made me look at the world differently. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a movie. <laughs> and that's kind of the end of the episode. You know, they just kind of, Rhonda goes back inside, and Billy's like, wow, what a crazy week here at Melrose Place. Almost literally nothing happened. <laughs> oh, oh I, we actually cut over the one thing, which is uh, she encourages him to identify the guy. He does. And it's like, OK, that's justice. No, cool. like, why? <laughs> Just like, why even do that? Like, let me ruin this kid's life over fucking fifty, a hundred dollars. Exactly. Like, it, it doesn't add anything to what they're talking about. I, like, why not just be like, oh, we found the car abandoned. Mm-hmm. Yep. The hell? Oh, homeless people were fornicating in it. Yes. Again. <laughs> once again. It's this weird flag to plant in a very ambiguous episode about this stuff to be like, no, but these people who do break the law need to go to jail. It's like, okay. Because even Rhonda's like, yeah, that's what we need to do, Billy. And it's like, okay. Uh, you know, sure. Whatever, Melrose Place. I'm not, I'm not looking to you for life advice. So that's yeah, kind of the know, end of the story. Well, but, but just really quickly, though, the other, the weird fucking, the, the button on the button is that he sees the guy at the fucking precinct, which, like, this would not happen. But, like, the no, guy yes. is basically being, like, brought back out into the lobby or something, like, while this witness is still here. Way to go, LAPD. <laughs> and the guy, you know, because, like, the whole episode, you know, you don't know anything about this person other than, like, he, you know, orchestrated this, you know, mugging of Billy and whatever, and, like, they make him out to be, like, a really tough guy. And then the whole button is, like, the guy's grandmother or whatever, like, comes in and is like, what are you in trouble for now? And, like, slaps him and instantly, like, you know, uh, infantilizes this person. Yeah. And it's okay. So then it's like, what? What are you even fucking saying? Like, so he wasn't that old of a guy? Like, does that, like, what are you talking is, about? I mean, is he supposed to be I, feeling bad because, it, like, the, but the grandmother is, like, pissed off at him. I it's was comical. shocked that Billy didn't stop it and say, I'm not going to press charges because, He's not going to get rehabilitated in fucking L.A. County jail. Exactly. For it's it's just so weird. It's almost like, I think it's a joke, kind of almost the way maybe because she's, 
Because she's like, oh, what did you do this time? And she's like slapping him as an older lady kind of a thing. Yeah, and like Rhonda and Billy kind of look at each other. And I think it's supposed to be like, oh, well, see, he's in for it now, regardless of the fucking capital punishment. I don't know, man. It's uh, du- it's dumb as dog shit, dude. And it just really just puts this episode into really nebulous space. It's shitty. It's a bad episode. It's over with, though, you guys. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, I will ask people. There might be some, there's a lot of stuff that left on the table. Some parting shots here, quote unquote. And or are you uh, still excited to keep watching this, Eric Siska? Anything anything left on your plate? Uh, no, for this episode, not really. I'd rather not talk about this episode anymore. Um, but I am excited to continue because I need to see just how dumb does Billy get? Uh, pretty dumb. Uh, Christopher Cabot. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm chasing the same rabbit as Eric on that one. Uh, and I mean, I already hate everybody else. And this was definitely the low point so far in of what we watched, I think. Yes. Um, I, I, I can't remember not liking this as much as I did not like this. Uh, but that's it. Andrew? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I've said every week over the last 10 weeks of this, uh, I'm always down to clown at the place, dude. This is a bad episode. <laughs> it is a... And, you know, every... You know, Seinfeld has bad episodes. The Simpsons have bad episodes. It's, it's fine. Like, Are we comparing only- this to Seinfeld and The Simpsons? <laughs> no, I'm saying cabin. Okay. Look at this fucking comedian over here. <laughs> I'm saying that even good television shows have bad episodes. Sure. Like, but this is a bad episode of this fucking trash show that I loved in the 90s. And that's fine. I am, you know, hi, uh, I am hip to return next week because, guys, not for nothing, next week, the debut of the batshit crazy Dr. Kimberly Shaw. Oh, Ooh, man. that's exciting. And Ooh. this will set us on the course. I was reading every episode summary for the rest of season one. And I'm happy to report that Melrose Place did decide in its first season to get fucking nuts. So you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts with next week's episode. I'm is excited. She, is she crazy from the get-go? She's not crazy from the jump, but okay. the seed is planted, which will also <laughs> unlock Michael's fucking insanity. Like, it's all going to come crashing down, but next week is the start of the avalanche, Like dude. when the clear and the red uh, collect and uh, meet in uh, Die Hard 3. Yes, yes, exactly right. Now the, the chemicals are starting to come together and Fat Charlie's there with his fucking paper clip. <laughs> exactly. <Maple> syrup? <laughs> uh, but actually, next week, is it's interesting to talk about it. So this was our last uh, release in May. We've done a whole lot of shit in May, everybody. Yeah, May. A lot oh, of stuff. Wait, is there an audience clapping? No, that was me. I'm just congratulating myself, which I often do. Mm-hmm. Definitely does. Um, we did a shit ton on Patreon. We've released uh, yeah. a, a lot of pay, uh, Pirates episodes. We did an episode on oh God. The Ring. The Ring mm-hmm. of Gorovitsky's The Ring. The Ring. Great one. We're talking about America's Funniest Home Videos an awful lot in that for no reason. We did an episode uh, on the Jetsons on Animation Damnation featuring a giant woman. A supersized nexus with two daddy episodes. We've got uh, a Gleep glossary on a fucking Gamarian pig guard. It yeah. go. We we went all over the place. <laughs> well, and, the, we, and the cider of sleeves with Don's plum, which is coming very soon. And it's out. Uh, it'll be out tomorrow. Actually, that's exciting. And so a shit ton of content for you on that Patreon. Shit ton of content on the main feed. We did all these pirate movies. We had Jordan Searles. We had Ben Wooster. We had Chelsea Jupin on. 
great, great month. Uh, but it's ke- we're keeping it going uh, remote style because that's all we could do next week. Actually, on this feed on the Melrose Place side on next Thursday, it will be a syncable Melrose Place episode. What we're going to do next week, we're going to watch the episode together and sync it up kind of commentary style, not not the review style. Uh, and we're doing that most likely just to figure out how to do that uh, going forward. It's kind <laughs> yes. of a test run, but it'll also be a lot of fun, too. Exactly. We want to see if we can get this uh, syncable while remote business down uh, because, hey, we're staying indoors. We are we are abiding the quarantine. But listen. We got commentaries to put out, if you know what I mean. So uh, this, what, what, one might call it a catsmentary coming up in June. One may, may mm-hmm. call it a catsmentary. You may call it a catsmentary. Um, uh, so we want to make sure... A jellical catsmentary. Absolutely. And we, so we want to make sure that we have the tech down. We can do this and make it work right because we do not want to waste the beautiful thing that will be the catsmentary uh, with, with bad tech. So that's why next week it is a sinkable Melrose Place episode. Which will be super fun. So uh, that's going to be all coming up next week. So and into June and beyond. Summer Blockbuster Extravaganza is coming up next week as well, by the way. Fuck, that's right. It's still one more Pirates episode. It feels like it was already here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It is still just one more Pirates episode, (laughs) technically speaking. And then we'll kick things off in in actual uh, Summer Blockbuster Extravaganza form uh, after that. But enjoy your weekend, everybody. And until I see you next time, I have been Steven Sadak. Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Take it easy and remain indoors. That was a HeadGum Podcast.